This meeting is being recorded. Good, uh, good morning, everybody. Today is Sunday, March 6, 2022, and you are watching or listening to another edition of Forward Maryland. I'm Bill Woodcock. And I'm Steve Hunt. Hope everybody's having a great weekend so far. And we are pleased today to present a conversation with a uh, friend of the podcast, a, a uh, past guest, and now updating us on his campaign for House of Delegates and, and District 24 in Prince George's County. Uh, it's Rich De Richard DeShay Elliott. Richard, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back on, Bill. Thanks for talking with you, Steve. I listen to y'all's podcast, and I am one of the illustrious 12 or 13 YouTube subscribers that has listened <laughs> to your updates on the governor's race uh, hey, because it, I'm really, to, really interested in your opinions. It's up to 37, Richard. So, you know, we, we're, we're, we're growing by the day, growing by the Pro day. Progress must be consistent. <laughs> Keep it going. So, so I am, I am, of course, I, I am loving the, uh, the uh, UMBC sweatshirt and the Jeff Gordon hat, whose number was, of course, 24. Um, so for District 24, mm -hmm. uh, you came on the show with Jason and I about a year ago, and you, you mentioned your intent to run for House of Delegates. You've yeah. since jumped both feet into the pool. Uh, how are you finding the experience so far? What 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 is what has been the reaction that people have given you? So so far for House of Delegates, and I'm riding in the car with my central committeeman uh, Carl Parker Jr., who I believe will also be elected in the 24th legislative district. Since entering the race, I have distributed something along the lines of 20,000 something pieces of literature. I got endorsements from all over the state, including multiple state senators, including. My mentors, Senator Joe P. Carter and Senator Charles Sidner, both of the Baltimore City delegation, members of the Baltimore, uh, excuse me, members of the Prince George's County Board of Education on the reform block, uh, Anne Arundel County Council Chair Sarah Lacey. So I've been able to secure endorsements locally and at the state level. And there are now two open seats. Uh, Jazz Lewis, who is currently a delegate in this district, is running for Congress in the fourth congressional district. Uh, so he will not be returning to Annapolis at present. And uh, there's been a delegate who has been able to replace uh, the appointment delegate, Eric Barron. So with two open seats, uh, with a fairly clear lane as a progressive candidate, as a young candidate, as a reform candidate, uh, with the alignment I have made with other candidates who are with me, uh, I think I'm in a very good And I predict that I am in the top three on June 28th. Uh, I'd love to hear what you all have seen or heard or what your opinions are, not just on my race, but what's going on in Central Prince George's as a whole. Well, yeah, we were just, we were actually just talking about that with, uh, with uh, the news this morning of, of <laughs> the county executive's endorsement of Westmore for uh, governor. We were both surprised that, uh, well, I, I won't pretend to speak for Steve, but I, but I believe <laughs> I, I'm doing that in this case. Uh, we were both surprised that she decided to maybe go the route of, of Kingmaker and maybe try to mm -hmm. met, uh, elevate Wes's, uh, Wes Moore's uh, uh, profile as opposed to going with uh, one of the more front-running candidates like Comptroller Francho or former, former Attorney General Gansler and also mm -hmm. wondering what that endorsement's going to come with. Is it going to be a name-only endorsement or is it going to come with with resources with which to, to win Prince George's County, because as, as you would well know, Richard, if, if uh, a candidate who 
can win and can do well in Prince George's County statewide, that goes a long way to winning a statewide primary. Absolutely. So I, I think those are really good questions. Number first, is this going to be an endorsement in, you could say, press uh, ink only? Um, in Prince George's, we are dominated by what are referred to as sample ballots. Uh, Angela Alsabrooks, and traditionally the county executive candidate, does not do their own personal sample ballot. They instead ride the sample ballot of uh, various senators and others in the county. Uh, Angela Alsabrooks, in fact, her only sample ballot she did was in 2020 for a school board candidate who was roundly defeated uh, in the school board district next to mine, where she supported Brian Swan over Shayla Adams-Stafford. Shayla Adams-Stafford got about two-thirds of the vote in the general election. Uh, so that's to say that the support of Angela Alsabrooks is not to say an automatic game winner. And in fact, I dare to say that because of how our elections are split in Prince George's County, traditionally along reform and anti-reform elements, that now I would predict that Comptroller Francho, Westmore, and Rashern Baker will all be in the roughly 25, 20 to 26% range in Prince George's, and all of the remaining candidates will be in the 10% or less range uh, as our county more or less breaks down into communities of viability rather than on issue constituencies, as may be the case in a Baltimore city or in an Anne Arundel. Uh, I think that this is a very clear move. Granted, I'm going to say that this is a disclaimer as a Francho Anderson Walker supporter, that this is a move that is done with the specific intent or purpose of further harming or, you know, taking down a peg, the Baker campaign and elevating the Westmore campaign. But with how many Prince Georgians do not hold a positive opinion of Miss Also Brooks, it remains to be seen how many additional votes this adds to uh, her column and mostly how it affects the fundraising and endorsement game statewide. So I don't think that there are many Prince Georgians that woke up this morning thinking I'm now with Wes, but there might be a lot more donors that think, okay, Baker's done for what's my best option now. Yeah, I think you're spot yeah. on Richard. And, and I would say that, uh, that the intent is definitely to cut off Rush Baker at the knees, but I'm not sure in the words of my, I'm, sure I'm not sure he's dead yet. Uh, I yep. know our delegation was very supportive of, of County Executive Baker during the, the 2018 campaign, did a lot of work, put up signed locations, contributed mm -hmm. money, so he's not done. So I know we only have about 10 minutes this morning, so I know you and I could probably sit here and talk politics for hours, and in fact, so could Steve, but I know he's, you know, I know uh, uh, he doesn't know you yet. So I want to right. give Steve a chance to ask some questions so you guys can talk about Please your do. campaign. Well, Rich, first of all, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. I know, obviously, uh, being on the campaign trail, your time is very valuable. I, I know you, you're doing a lot, and I see a lot of your stuff online. I, I've been a follower of yours, actually. Uh, some of the things you put on certain pages, Facebook, et cetera. And just so you know, um, when when – um, Bill suggested that we do this interview. I was very intrigued and excited, one, because you know, I knew a, a good bit about you and what you've done and, and your voice in the conversation. But also just so you know, I was raised in South Prince George's County. I'm a Fort Washington guy. Hey, uh, you're so, Monique Land. 
Yeah, so I, I, am, a, I am a Howard County transplant uh, up until 2000. I was a Prince Georgian, and it's still where my heart is. So uh, obviously, you talk Prince George, you're getting my attention. So um, good, good to talk to the hometown there. So anyway, uh, my first question really in getting into legislation, and the big one that's out there now that really landed um, in Annapolis and outside of Annapolis throughout the state is the legislation about cannabis. Um, Delegate uh, Clippinger, I believe, um, is now pushed forward a piece of legislation looking to get it on the ballot, constitutional amendment to make cannabis legal uh, for people over the age of 21. Uh, you have spoken about that extensively, not just as its own issue, but in terms of your platform as it relates to criminal justice. Uh, so I want to get your take on the actual piece of legislation, your opinion of it, uh, how it will make a difference, things you might would, would have wanted to do differently or see differently in that legislation. Okay. So thank you for that question. Um, I am in support of cannabis being legalized. Uh, I prefer if it were just simply done through the, ooh, it's a lot of water to spill. If it was simply done through uh, the legislature rather than done via referendum, uh, as it would, you know, it would be quicker implemented. Uh, and I'd rather get people out of jail and out of prison immediately because COVID is still ravaging Maryland prisons in particular. That said, uh, I am a strong supporter of Senator Jill P. Carter and Delegate Acevedo's legislation, particularly because of the reparations aspects. They want to make sure that of the uh, tax revenue generated, that it goes to the zip codes that were the most targeted by the war on drugs. Uh, in 20, last year, when uh, Prince George's County and Democrats were talking about this legislation, that was one of our components we proposed following the zip codes because they are quite literally the areas of most impact. So while legalizing is important, it is also just as important to make sure that we repair damages because there is still lots of suffering related to people being incarcerated, whether that be for small amounts of possession or whether that be for small level sales. Uh, all of this still needs to be addressed. And while the uh, legalization referendum aspect does address some of it, it is not as wholesale of addressal as Senator Jill P. Carter's legislation on that matter. Oh, th thank you for that. So, so I'm assuming that if you were to uh, be sitting in Annapolis next year as a member of the House of Delegates, you would push further measures if this yes. was the only thing that went through um, and it went to the ballot and passed, of course. Yes, uh, that, that's a really good question. Yes. Uh, so let's say that the current, I'll, I'll call it um, weak reform uh, referendum is able to pass, which is, of course, progress. I would still propose legislation that would basically be budgetary language that any funds related to that program go to the community's impact and also for the social equity licenses so that it becomes so that ca uh, cannabis sales are their own cottage industry. Cannabis growing can be its own cottage industry, because as long as it remains, I'll say, an enterprise that requires licensure and such, there will always be people who are unable to qualify uh, many of whom are able to grow quality products, just to be frank. So if we want that to be both a good market and to involve social uplift, if the current legislation goes through, I would absolutely support uh, further budgetary changes in the future. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Um, getting into legislation, speak, you know, uh, other legislation that impacts your district. You know, I, I did a, a quick search of the House of Delegates uh, website. Um, as you mm -hmm. know, a lot of pieces of legislation, I believe we are either at or closing in our crossover. So, you know, some of the legislation that's out there may or may not make it through. But 
when I was looking at uh, stuff that came out of District uh, 24 with your incumbents, uh, Delegate Harrison has five pieces of legislation out there from looks like Juneteenth, tobacco licensing, a caregiver tax credit. Uh, there's one about uh, sports stadium wagering that I'll get to in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's another uh, seven by, as you mentioned, outgoing Delegate Jazz Lewis running for Congress. Um, he has things such as body-worn cameras, uh, diversity amongst assets, asset managers, uh, collective bargaining, et cetera. Uh, mm -hmm. Any of those pieces of legislation, um, are there any that you, you've supported, not supported, maybe your opinions in? Are there missing pieces as far as legislation that could have come out of the District 24 delegation? Sure. So I would say that the main piece of, uh, or the main policy proposal that's been put on the table that I have, uh, that I have concern with is regarding, and you might have seen this on Facebook in the past couple of days, is regarding a proposal for uh, giving public funds to the Washington Commanders for a new football stadium, because hey, this would further, yes. You, hit, you already hit my third question, bro. <laughs> that was going to um, be my third so, question. I saw the, but you know what? Let her fly, man. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, we only uh, have I'm five minutes, yeah. so we should. I'll, I'll address both uh, really quick. So uh, the main proposal that, that I've seen come out of the 24th delegation that I had concern with was the proposal to give uh, public money and public land to the Washington Commanders. They're a billion-dollar team. They're valued at, I think, $4.2 billion. Uh, this plan has not even said what they want to do with the existing FedEx field. I don't support giving stadium subsidies to billion-dollar teams and billionaire owners. I would much prefer that the team be able to go either a fully pay for a new stadium using their own funds or relocate to Virginia, Washington, DC, and then to turn the existing FedEx field into basically a, an office park with housing offices, perhaps a school. It's an incredibly large space and the destruction costs alone could be much better spent on other things uh, for regarding legislation from delegate Harrison. Uh, I support the Juneteenth bill, but I put forward amendments that Senator Carter agreed with specifically regarding funding of our school systems. If we're going to have a Juneteenth bill, it should have material benefits for black majority counties in the public schools of Charles, Prince George's and Baltimore. Uh, Delegate Harrison did not choose to do that. She instead went with just proposing the bill again. Uh, and then another area that I do not see being addressed that people have talked about numerous times is regarding the local nicotine shops, shops that sell, uh, you know, glassware, tobacco, nicotine, et cetera, uh, regarding limiting their zoning abilities. Because in the 24th, if you go along MLK Highway, you have one of those every, you know, in certain areas, you have more than one of them in every square mile. Uh, there has not been any legislation to address this from a zoning perspective. Uh, Delegate Harrison was a former member of the county council. She is fully aware of the zoning abilities of the council because we don't have municipalities in the entire county. Uh, there has not been anything to address that. So that's one thing I would absolutely do is put in legislation to limit the maximum uh, zoning capacity for tobacco and liquor shops, particularly in areas that already have high incidence of low health indicators like diabetes, excuse me, like diabetes, uh, high blood sugar, et cetera. Well, well, Rich, uh, pre I appreciate the the very lengthy and, and very detailed answers on that. You know, Bill talked about how you guys could go all day on politics. I could go all day on policy and specifically Prince George's County. Um, I, I, I love, I love, I still call it my county, even though I've been in Howard for a long time, but uh, we're definitely- Yours? 
<laughs> we're definitely going to have you back to get into more detail because you know looking at your website and talking to you there, there's a lot there which i think is great for the citizens of district 24 but uh with that bill i'm going to turn it back over to you rich in our last couple minutes let people know how people can get in how they can get in touch with your campaign and get involved Website is richformaryland.com, R-I-C-H-F-O-R-M-A-R-Y-L-A-N-D.com. You go on there, there's all of my endorsements, the candidates I'm supporting, uh, the people who've endorsed me, and most importantly, all of my legislation written out in complete bills, how it's going to be funded, who's going to review it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's enough information there to go over for days on at, at end. And then you can go to my social medias. That is, again, at richformaryland on Instagram and Twitter and Richard Deshae Elliott or on, uh, on Facebook. I'd encourage people, regardless of what part you're, of Maryland you're from, you're, I'm running in a state race. The implications of my race are to do things, whether it be impacting zoning on, on liquor stores in Washington County, or whether it be about impacting the minimum wage in the entire state. So I encourage people to reach out to me and I dare to say I am the most accessible politician in Maryland. It's really hard to beat me for that. Really hard. Uh, you, you, that, I will say that that is unequivocally oh, true, yeah. Richard. And, and oh, I will yeah. say also that this, this gentleman is a, is a political dynamo. Uh, I, know, I know you've been working many long hours and many, many long days on this campaign. And, and uh, I, know, I know firsthand from our communications, you keep a long day. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see the work paying off for you. So all the best, Richard, and we hope you can come back and hopefully oh, yeah. next time as the putative uh, delegate-elect come, come jo after June. We can have another discussion period, uh, let's say like in early June, so that we can go okay. over not just my race, but what our predictions are for the election. And before we end, I'd like to list out a few of the other people who I'm supporting. So again, Absolutely. This is Richard, Deshaies, Richard Deshaies Elliott, candidate for House of Delegates in the 24th legislative district. I'm gonna flip around to my endorsement sheet. So you have my the classic endorsement sheet that people have seen. Peter Francia, Monique Anderson it looks, Walker. Looks like a super card poster from the 90s, Steve. Me, you got Tim Adams, Congressman, or excuse, future Attorney General Brown, future Congressman Ivy, Sylvia Johnson for State Senate in the Bowie area, Jolene Ivy, Belinda Queen, Crystal Oriata, and then Ed Burroughs, who's already on the county council, and Sean Michael Wilson, who's running for school board in the district. So that's the whole endorsement sheet. And then here's me, people I'm supporting, track record on the issues, qualified and vested in the endorsements. You will see this online again, and we're signing off with Forward Maryland. Thank right, you so much. Outstanding endorsements there, Richard. Thank you. Awesome. And we will take you up. We will chat again in about three months. And I cannot wait to read the next uh, the next thing about the governor's race. I will be coming next weekend. So, Richard, thank you. Steve, thank, thank you. you. Listeners and viewers, thank you. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next weekend on Forward Maryland. Take care, everybody.